Hello and welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam. I'm your host, Paul, as always. And joining me is Josh. Evening. And Tony. What's up? So we are back for another episode. This time, as we said on the end of the last episode, we will be giving our thoughts on the latest MCU cinema release, Thor Love and Thunder. We're going to do what oh, we've no. been doing. Oh, yeah. Tony, give, give them your name for it. <laughs> Glove and Blunder. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Or, or my choice is Thor just chunder. Um, <laughs> or mine is Thor. Oh, my God. What a waste <laughs> of 10 quid. <laughs> so you can oh. see where this is going already. Oh. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do what we've been, we've been doing previously. And we're going to do what we thought works and what didn't work. Um, you can see which side of it's probably going to have more to it than the other. Um, I'm going to pass it to the boys this time, rather than just spouting my thoughts of what works and what didn't. I am going to give them their opportunity, um, and I'll just jump in as and when. Um, so who wants to go first? You can pick whichever side you want to go with, um, what works and what didn't, whichever well, you want to do. Jump. I'm going to jump straight in and say, I'll tell you what didn't work, because those fucking goats... <laughs> <laughs> Every bloody time, it was like um, fingernails down the blackboard. Right, do, do you know what? I'll say one thing for the goats. Right, it was funny the first time. Yes, it, but that it, it was, was it. a one-joke joke. Yeah, it, because that that joke is a meme. That is a meme that's been a, or a vine or whatever it was back in the day that has been mm. around for about twelve, maybe fifteen years. And it would it was probably a nice little nod for probably people more my age who would remember that meme when it yeah. originally came out and would have gone, Oh my god, do you remember that? That's brilliant. And maybe maybe doing it once or twice would have been funny. But I think by the second time you'd be thinking, if they do that again, I'm gonna fucking get up and get out. And yeah. it actually leads me into what are my feelings are about the film. Is that I th- see, I like Taika. I mean, I, I like what we do in the shadows. He's fantastic stuff. But I think a lot of his other stuff isn't funny. Um, and he kills jokes to, to death. <laughs> it's just... See, I've, I've, I'm kind of on the same boat as you with that. I love the guy. I think he's absolutely hilarious. Now, yeah. where I would slightly differ from you, Tony, is I actually really like all his other stuff. But only if it's not like... Joke, 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 joke. Yeah, it's just it's, it's, it's forcing on your throat all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you compare this film to Ragnarok, Ragnarok is littered with jokes. There's only one joke I could pick out off the top of my head where I thought, do you know what? That was unnecessary and it detracts from the severity of the moment. But that film on the whole has heart, depth, and emotion in it. Odin dies, it's a massively emotional moment mm. because it's fucking Anthony Hopkins. Um, and he actually, Taika lets that moment play out, the sad music, and then it comes into the reveal of Hela. And it's yeah. all kept on one level, a really somber level, and then a very sort of building the building the moment up to Hela. And it's, yeah. it's fucking good. The only part of Ragnarok that... I, gives me the slight ick joke wise is um, Asgard's being destroyed by Sata and 
Korg makes just an unnecessary joke about foundations going, oh, if you've got good foundations, you can build it right back up. And then just <laughs> the thing fucking explodes to into yeah. atoms. Now, yeah. it, it would be hilarious if, like, you haven't had all this build-up over the, like, two two movies and, like, the odd bit in, in Avengers films where, mm. like, it builds the world of Asgard in the viewer's mind. Yeah. So, and arguably that, that doesn't in this work film, for me. This film, another thing that didn't work for me, is the, is the very little of gore we got. And this is a film which should have had a lot more of that serious stuff. Apparently, there's a four-hour edit kicking around, and you can probably see, I suspect, a lot of that stuff got cut. See, yeah. the thing is, I would probably watch that if I knew what was in it. If yeah. it was going to be more serious and genuinely benefited this film, well, I for would start, sit and watch that. For a start, you'd get Jeff Goldblum, Peter Dinklage and Elena Hede. Yeah. He fucking cut Jeff Goldblum. I'll find, I'll find yeah, and kill him. Yeah. I was reading about that earlier. In an interview, he said, I think it might have been Friday, something like that. A lot of that stuff, just, they didn't, it didn't work in the edit. And that's why or, he I love, or I love that Feige didn't want them being killed off. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, what? Because Feige actually he doesn't actually want people to see these deleted scenes. Yeah. And my question is, why? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know he said in a recent interview, I don't like director's cuts. There's a reason that directors are controlled by the studios. But I'm sorry. And I know, I don't think, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Zack Snyder's Justice League is a perfect example of why some directors need to just let loose. Mm. Yeah, I'm And I, I know the Snyder Cut massively divides both Marvel and DC fans alike as to whether it's good or it was warranted or whatever the case may be. But in my personal opinion, that is a, a great example of when a studio is controlled a filmmaker and it has turned out absolute dog shit. And then the, the director's cut, granted it might not be a perfect piece of cinema, but it is actually so much su more superior to the theatrical release that you just know that studio, f it was fucked. Mm. Uh, well, it's something we discussed on one of our other podcasts, which was about Alien 3, went through a similar torturous process. Yeah. Yeah, and his original cut, and uh, the, the one that we got isn't really a director's cut, but it's a little bit closer to what he envisioned. Um, and and yeah, and, but like I, I am curious to see what what was in those scenes if they didn't work in terms of the film, because there's not a lot of serious stuff in this one, considering that you've got a film with a god butcher in it, who basically yeah, yeah. he butchers one live one that we see, and then the rest are all <laughs> background shots. Yeah, and, and apparently that's what the the scenes with. Peter Dinklage and Jeff Goldblum were was Gore kind of proving ah. what he could do to Thor and trying to call him out. Ah, interesting. By all accounts. Um, so, yeah, it would have been the end of Grandmaster and Itchery the yeah. Dwarf. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of glad they didn't use yeah. them. But, then, but you just, you, you kind of asked the question, then, well, why didn't they just pick any random villain if they were going to have yeah. so little... Yeah, used for them in that respect. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I suppose uh, that, that kind of segues into one of my what did where Christian yeah. Bale. Yes, just, like that. That yes, man was the standout performance in that entire fucking movie. Yeah, as and as he always is. Am, yeah, and as as much as I am absolutely going to slate this film 
I mean, it's not it's not as bad as Thor 2. Um, but at the minute, I would probably rather go back and watch Thor 2 because at least there is some emotional depth in it. And and this is the, the conversation me and Tony literally had, what, not yesterday, the day before. It might have been yesterday, actually. Um, it's difficult. Outside the right. first Thor, it's right. difficult to put them in order. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, there's def- a, paper def- of, a paper thickness between them in terms of quote-unquote quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, well, I'd probably say Thor 1 is the best Thor film. Yeah, yeah, it is We're because it's, no it's how Thor should should be. It's exactly yeah. as he is in the comics. Yeah, yeah, because Thor should be a combination of Thor from Thor one and uh, and um, Infinity War. Yeah, that's and the I'm, 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 combo. As I've said to Paul, I've said to one or two other people for me, um, and I said this to somebody else that uh, for me, I think after Infinity War and Endgame, they didn't know what to do with Thor. No, and to be honest, I, I would not have blamed them if they'd have not necessarily sacked him off entirely, but sort of just relegated them to cameos in like... Yeah, just have him turn up in Avengers films. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whereas other people have said to me they, they get the opposite feeling that they didn't know what to do with him in the first two, but I don't agree because that's what no. he is. He's a mythical fucking god. Yeah. He's not, he's not a carry-on character. Thor's purpose in the first Avengers film is so fucking blatant. His purpose in the second one is also so fucking blatant because it sets up what eventually will become the Infinity War. Yeah, and, and like, they didn't know what to do with him in Civil War, so they didn't use him. Yeah, which is fine. Mm. And I also... The one thing I will say I don't think has helped this film is the fact that the release dates got moved around. Um, yeah. James Gunn has come out today and said that Thor was never meant to be in Guardians 3. I don't believe that. Any way, Mm. shape or form, it was set up specifically that he was going to be in Guardians 3. Yeah. Yeah. And what they had to do was they had to switch it round and add that story to the start of this film. Yeah. Instead. But yeah, but like like going back to to Josh's point, Bale was the the best thing in it. And he actually got some really cool scenes, but the sequence yeah. on that moon in black and white, I thought was fantastic. That, that yeah. looked the way good. they edited that, like, I mean, I know it's probably like year eight IT Photoshop class <laughs> nowadays for kids, but that was such a fucking cool effect that the only thing that gave them colour in that shadow realm was the lightning from Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. It reminded me of that um that Frank Miller comic and movies. What the hell is it called? Oh, Sensitive. City, I, I had that vibe from it actually a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also like the the scene when he he's trying to save his daughter at the start, yeah. and that yeah. whole sequence is really well put together. I'd and that say, visually, that's what Batisi does best. Yeah, is his visuals. Yeah, I'd probably uh, say that that alongside a good ninety percent of the Jane Foster story is the probably the only bit of genuine emotional depth in this film. Yeah. Well, that, and, that was and, going to be my first thing that worked was actually that yeah. cancer story. I thought it was really... And I know some comic readers thought it, it wasn't great in that respect, but for somebody who's never read that that storyline, I thought it was really... It was done really well. And having lost lost my father to cancer, um, I was interested to see 
people so that people all over Twitter this week demanding there should have been trigger warnings, which would no, basically no, have given sorry. away half the plot of the film. No, I'm sorry. People get human beings get fucking cancer. It is a fact of life. Or get over it or get out. Yeah, I mean, I watched. I didn't have that feeling. You know, it. Yeah. It's, right. It would. I mean, I'm not being funny. Right. I've had it myself. Okay. I was not triggered by it in one bit. I I yeah. couldn't care, I couldn't care less if it, it is a fact of life. As much as people live and people die, people get yeah. sick. Yeah, and, it's and, a fucking disgusting, horrible, debilitating disease and, at times. But where people, do you draw the line in terms yeah. of what you warn people about at the start of the film? You're going to give away half the plot for films all yeah, the time. Exactly. Just just do a little bit of research, and you yeah. know it's been in pretty much every article about that character since it was announced that's what was going to happen. Yeah. And it's what, three years ago? Um, um, like I say, that storyline I thought was really, well done. I think that was, that's what impressed me about like, the direction. It was that, that storyline, that subplot. I think it was handled yeah. really well. It was shot really well. Um, I think Natalie's performance in those scenes is heartbreaking. Um, yeah. Uh, and that, that sort of that complete the one where um she sort of changes back in the bathroom because I didn't see it coming at that point. Oh bloody hell no! It's this storyline which I'd read about. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I I thought it was just going to be she has cancer and if she puts me all near down she starts getting sicker and sicker. But then yeah. when she puts it up, she's completely cured again. Mm, and that's right. I thought yeah. it would literally just be a thing of does she ever put the hammer down? Yeah, to to, qu- to quote the first Avenger film, um, but you know, I I I genuinely did not expect the ending that she would pass away. Yeah, and it, yeah. even though I didn't expect it, I thought it was fantastically handled. Yeah, mm. and that that I'll pick up for what my thing because the two that you've picked up on already was was on my list as well. But continuing that, the the Valhalla ending. Um, yes. I thought it was really well to bring Heimdall back like that. Yeah, I wasn't like expecting that at all. Yeah, I just completely jaw dropped in the cinema. And I said, "Oh, yeah, yeah." It was um, really nice, and I hope that's the storyline they touch on. Um, if they do do another one, I know they're talking about doing a number five now. Um, if they do, I, I really hope it touches on the Valhalla storyline. There's a comic um, run, is there, based on that? Yeah, and, and Heimdall does come back. Ah. Um, he comes back to, to Asgard. Um, but you've got to think about who else is there. They could bring back Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Loki? Well, Loki, you've got to assume, is in hell. In, in this show. Yeah. Um, in so, fantasy night, SF, nobody's ever really dead anyway, are they? So there's always that. Yeah, no, exactly, and and I think that would would work because it give them because Natalie Portman seems to have really enjoyed this. Yeah, um, yeah. she seems that to have found a, a love again. The thing, the thing that that made me sort of question it a, a little bit in terms of Valhalla was surely Jane has been brought up, whether it be Jewish, Protestant, Catholic, whatever it might be, and surely as was shown in this film. Every single god from every single religion across the universe exists in one form or another, uh, and they all exist individually. So, 
Zeus as his own entity, Thor as his own entity. I imagine, like, God, as in Christianity, God is also his own entity. Yeah, so, unfortunately, uh, what, what they, they won't was, go there on a big screen like that. Yeah, so Sorry. what confused me was why does Jane go to Valhalla and not heaven or, like, the Greek version of heaven or the the Indian version of heaven? Do you know what I mean? I suppose it's because she's in, imbued with Asgardian magic. Yeah. I suppose so, yeah. Like a proxy heaven for her. Yeah. Um, that was something uh, I was going to put on the work list. Actually, was um, when you finished yours, Paul. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I just, I thought the Valhalla stuff was uh, really was nice way to tie up. Yeah, and Natalie looked amazing. I have to say, it's my yeah, yeah. She, um, she, she did have a little bit of help. Your book. She, she did have a little bit of help. Apparently she had to stand on some blocks at some point I was reading today. Yeah, uh, and there was a little bit of CGI work as well. Uh, she wasn't that big. If you've seen her recently, and I know this finished filming six to nine months ago, but she's got little sparrow arms again. And she was uh, working the blonde hair as well. It looked amazing. Yeah. I that blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was really nice to see her back. Yeah. Um, I think we got that little bit in in Endgame um, yeah. where she did some voiceover work, but it it was nice to have her back. It's it's always good when you get returning characters. I don't care what people say. I know sure, Chris I mean, Evans is going. Oh, I don't want to play Cap again. Um, uh, we we passed that now. It's gone. But yeah, if he I came mean, back, can you imagine? Yeah. Who had Lady yeah. Schiff on their on their returning card? I mean, I didn't know that was so great to see her back. No, but again, certainly that was on my didn't work. Oh, yeah, because okay. it was so yeah, little of it. That. It was. Oh, in that yeah, I get I get it from that point of view. I mean, it was nice for me in terms of seeing her back. But yes, but yes, in terms of what we got, wasn't a lot in the end. Yeah, it was more. If like Heimdall felt natural. Yeah, and Jane felt natural, and mm. Korg felt natural. All those felt natural, whereas Sif felt. I'm hesitant to say, but it's the only way I can describe it. Shoehorned. Mm. Yeah, and I do wonder whether it's trying to set a TV series up for her. Oh, possibly. I'd be fine with that, but I'd rather they just started it from scratch rather than going. Oh, do you remember this character? Oh, now she's getting a TV show. Yeah, uh, and spoilers, she is missing an arm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that, that should be fun. That, is that our replacement for Bucky? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is Sebastian Stan done? Yeah. Um, um. But no, it was... It, Jamie Alexander's always good to watch on screen. I, it, even her cameos in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, um, was still among some of the best episodes. So it, yeah. it was nice to have her back. I just just felt she was again done a little bit wrong um, <laughs> by the screen time. Some of the didn't work for me in in terms of um, I didn't figure who it was was the cameo of Thor's old flatmate. I didn't figure who that was. I didn't either. It wasn't until after I'd watched it and I read that and I went, "What?" And yeah. they do actually use his name, and I didn't yeah. even catch it. No, no, me. Um, no, but, bloody hell. So they yeah. could have really good but I completely missed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I'll jump in with one of mine that didn't work, and I think it's probably the big one um, for a lot of people. Russell Crowe. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! What did what did they think they were doing? Um, I don't know whether any of you have seen that. Uh, originally, they thought about casting him as the devil. There's some yeah, saw, concept art. Yeah, some, yeah. Yeah, concept art. Uh, and I was like, God, is he ever going to get an accent right? Well, apparently they shot, shot all his stuff twice with two accents. Yeah, he did one that, with the accent that's in the film and then one with a British accent. Yeah, I would rather he did thinking about it actually I would rather he'd have done his Jurel voice yeah definitely it, it, yeah. it was just every scene that he was in was painful um, but it says a lot about his turn and the distraction I was watching his scenes thinking my god Russell Crowe's getting old yeah. <laughs> you know it was a bit of a shock to the system actually when it's just... yeah it's, um, and it's did you see that they <laughs> they they built the character around his current physique, apparently. Oh, well, in right. fairness, I can see Zeus being an like an over engorging arsehole. Yeah. Like I can't see because I I don't know if you guys have, but um Stephen Fry, you know, presents with QI and all that, um, has done a trilogy of books about Greek mythology and the way he sort of depicts Zeus in those things, when I saw Russell Crowe, I, I just kind of went. Yeah, he probably does look like that if he was real. The bit where he comes down the steps and he and he pinches the sides of his uh, hem of his skirt and uh, we're, See, we're that, that was unnecessary. Foot. That that that's what I was saying right at the start of this review. The jokes were just unnecessary and thrown in because yeah. something became a bit serious and he thought, right, how are we going to make that funny? Oh yeah, we'll make him come this, down like he's doing was, fucking ballet. When I called it Carry On Thor on Facebook or, or a while ago. This whole sequence is one of the bits that reminded me about stuff like Carry On Columbus, the worst yeah. of the recent Carry On film. Yeah, and it just yeah. so forced. It just felt didn't feel any natural humor in there at all. Yeah, and yeah, I, in the I, same sequence, you have some really good bits like where they stick, they threw the bloody things through his chest. Oh bloody hell! Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot throughout this, and and I should have just like said in general that this scene. Um, I wonder which scene Paul's going to mention there. Well, yeah, the one that everybody's seen is the ridiculous fucking naked scene, which <laughs> is not needed in a Marvel film. And it's just um, such an obvious gag as well, isn't it, for them to all pass out, you know? it's all... Yeah, and the two girls just to be so unridiculously cool about it. Yeah. It's just like, no, it just doesn't work. And I'm going to throw in, as part of this, I've had enough of Korg. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and yeah. this scene, the whole thing with the ninny nummy god. Yeah. And, and, and that's, yeah, and that's him playing face. him as well. That's Tyker playing the god as well. Uh, and it's just like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with it. Yeah. He, he wasn't particularly funny in Ragnarok. He was a great side character. And then... Then that ridiculous scene in in Endgame of him having the fight with the guy over the internet. Yeah. And and now this. Uh, and I really hoped when he fell apart that that was it, that he was done. Likewise, I thought, oh, oh all right, yeah. Well, he had a good run. And, and then we see yeah. his 
face. Oh no. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that's a bad joke as well. Yeah. Um, Reminded me of an old doctor of a class of a new Who Doctor Who episode from a few years back. <laughs> yeah, the absorber laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, El- Elton putting his penis inside a pavement slab. Yeah. Um, I, I, I suppose we should just bring up as well, Paul, that something we discussed on sort of text. We were about the comedy in this and the way that Thor's gone as a character. Um, yeah. And there seems to be an indulgence of Hemsworth as a comedy actor in Hollywood. And I don't think he's got the chops. No. No. And it's been proven. He's, he's headlined two comedy films. MIB, your international was terrible. Yep. Uh, and then Ghostbusters. Yeah, he was terrible in that. And he's got a, he's, he's in Vacation Remake as well, and he's terrible in that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I've come to the conclusion that he is not a leading man, for the most mm. part. See, the thing is, I'd probably say he is a leading man for the right director. Cause well, and the Kevin, right role. If yeah, you and watch, the right role. Because other jokes like, whether you've ever seen Rush, where he played no. James Hunt. And he's no. absolutely superb in it. But yeah, it see, seems uh, to be when he's got someone co-lead. Yeah. That yeah. he seems to do all right. So when he's had Tom alongside yeah. him, yeah. he's been great. He had Daniel Brawl alongside him. Yeah. He was great. Yeah, it, it rubs off on him, doesn't it? And, it, and he brings yeah. out this performance. And, and he hasn't got that in Thor, I don't think. That's the thing. So he, and the comedy stuff he does. Yeah, I'd probably just say like he is a leading man. Like, yeah, when he's got a co-lead as well. But yeah. I think it's more down to director and writing than him actually. Because it, uh, this the old phrase of you're only as strong as your weakest link. And ninety nine percent of the time, with any film or TV show, or just basically broadcast media, it's the script. Yeah. And it's yeah. yeah, uh, not up to par because you've got to admit the script itself at MIB International is fucking dog shit. The script yeah. for Ghostbusters 2016 is fucking dog shit. But the problem you've got is that they're writing to what he thinks is his strengths. I think so, yeah. And it doesn't work because I don't want to see Thor as a surfer, dude. No, I no, I I don't. I I want him back to Kenneth Branagh days, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and it and I, just sadly, yeah. I think we're in a minority when you read all the comments about the, the most recent couple of films. But there we go. It's, yeah, um, yeah. People seem definitely. to want that stick from him, that that sort of slapstick, and I, I don't get it myself. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, you guys got anything else you want? We've been all fucking week. <laughs> yeah, we. I'm sure there's there's lots more. Um, I'm going to throw in. I could have done without the Guardians. I yes, thought it was a bit of a purpose. waste of time. Yeah, and again that that sequence there where where they're having that fight and he destroys that building. You saw that coming a mile off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, comedy should not to, to well to to a point should not be predictable. Yeah, S- some of the greatest punchlines in well, worldwide comedic history are ones that you don't see coming. Like, yeah. um, prime example, Del Boy at the bar. When that was first broadcast, nobody saw that coming. Yeah. And it's one of, it's but still conversely, to the same. can have setups that work like that, 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 using the same show. 
when they're doing the stuff with the chandeliers. Yeah, you know exactly. See, now, that, you can see that. Well, actually, no, to be honest, you can't see that coming on first watch because you do think it's the chandelier and you think they're going to drop it because it's going to be too heavy. But, yeah. Because it's, it, it's a whole other chandelier. Yeah. It's piss the, funny. The setup is there because you, you know something is going to happen. Yeah. But you're not quite sure what. But with that that building in that in, in that guardian sequence, you kind of knew that that was all going to fall apart. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. it's not it's not even that you can tell that that's going to fall apart. It's the reaction of the main priest or majesty or whatever that character is, the mm. main alien guy from that planet. You see the look on his face going, "This building's going for a fucking bait near." Yeah. 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 Definitely. I was just going to throw this in now. Do you think we need a new director for the next solo film? Next Thor film? Yeah. I uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, but the only way I would keep Tiger on is either as, like, if they do need a funny moment thrown in, just go, hey, would you just mind writing a quick g- gag to this? Yeah. Doing a that, sort of script offering on it, sort of thing, yeah. I'd say that and Korg, but keep Korg to a limited role, mm. depending on the context of the story. Yeah, yeah. Kind of on that that note of the the Guardian stuff, picking up from that, I think the the choice of music this time, the the Guns and Roses throughout the film, actually works really well. Oh yeah, top mm. draw, top yeah. draw. Um, yeah, I, I think that was a, a great choice. They're um they seem to be popular again at the moment. Um yep. they've just played some gigs here in the UK um over the last couple of weeks. Um and I think it works really well um for the style of film. Um yeah, I, I like that. I think he made the, the right choices with that. Um on on that note though, I didn't particularly like his rock and roll costume. Um oh, at the, the beginning. Gold. Yeah. yeah, I like the the one later on. I'm glad we finally got to see him wearing a helmet. Yeah. yeah. Big massive um, helmet. Yeah, it's taken taken him four films for him to wear <laughs> a proper one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the, the costumes did and didn't work for me. Um, it was somewhere in the middle. Uh, Jane's costume was great. Um, I felt that harked back to the original. Um, I think, I feel like they put more effort into... Jane's costume than Thor's new one. Which Thor's one enough. felt very much like the one from What If. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I thought I was, was a strange choice. Just going to throw in as well, James. What did you think? I mean, we discussed the end credit scene. What did you did you think that the um the, the immediate credit scene worked in any shape or form? Uh, I'd probably say personally, it would have worked better if Zeus had stayed dead and it was just Hercules. Swear and revenge over his yeah. father's dead body. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just so, like sending out a hit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I love Brett Goldstein. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I was really excited when I found out he was. I found out beforehand. It had been rumored for a while. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I had no clue who that guy was. was no, and you, and you won't do unless you watch Ted Lasso. Pretty yeah. much. Um, but he is brilliant in that. Uh, I'm not sure it's Hercules, um, but yeah, I listen to it. He does a great film podcast. 
um, if you want something to get to know him a little bit better, Tony. Oh, really? um, okay. He does a podcast called Films to be Buried with, um, where he has celebrity guests on and they talk about which films they would take to the grave with them. A bit like Desert um, Island Disc. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Um, which is, is really good. Um, and yeah, he's a, he's a comedian um, by trade. He still does stand-up comedy um, on a regular basis. Um, and he's a scriptwriter. He's, um, he's an executive producer on Ted Lasso and writes some of the episodes as well. Yeah, give him a pass um, at the next film then. She's on it. Yeah. Um, so he's good. I'm just not convinced he's Hercules. Yeah, see, ah. if, I, if I was going to cast Hercules in a film directed by Taika Waititi or even for a, a possible Thor 5 directed by Taika Waititi, I would personally have picked... Um, the guy who plays uh, Hawk from Titans. Can't remember yeah. the name off the top of my head. Um, Alan Richardson. That's it. I'd have yeah, picked Jack him Richard. purely because he did a series in the early 2000s before he was on Smallville called Blue Mountain State. And it's a proper like college fuckboy, frat boy um, series. And the comedy in that is just on the level of Taika Waititi today and it would have he would have been able to carry off a good 90% of those jokes yeah or the jokes for the next film mm. yeah. yeah yeah so you boys got anything else you want to add before we love them and leave them no are we going to give it a score yeah um yeah <laughs> I've had the, I've had this score in mind sort of ever from the minute I walked out the cinema, uh, and I think it's very much in fitting with, with the with the tone of the film. And the score has to be for me is a sixty nine. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's where you were going, Josh. How about you? Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to go far lower than that. I'm afraid I'm going into the highish forties. I'm going about forty seven. Wow. Um, yeah, just. I mean, to be honest, I could probably look back on this in about six months to a year's time and go, do you know what? It's probably something I'd stick on in the background while I'm just faffing around on my phone. But it doesn't add anything to... Faffing around on your phone? <laughs> yeah, you know, I've got, got my phone in my left hand and, oh, no, I won't go there. Um, and um, it, it doesn't really add much to the, the MCU going forward. I didn't, to be honest, expect it to... Only that I would have expected Jane to stick around and maybe Thor would have retired in some way. Um, but this film is just, it's not Thor to me. Like, Ragnarok yeah. was a push because, like I said at the start, it still had the emotional depth and stuff. Yeah, this the just serious stuff outweighed, was much better than the comedy in Ragnarok, wasn't it? And that, yeah, that's it, where it just like, it, the, the stakes in this film don't really get that much urgency and like the film as a whole is just too busy being jokey and just outright juvenile to tell a story that properly grips you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 See, Ragnarok had the saving grace of Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who kind of kept it grounded for the most part. Um, and Tom Hiddleston, um, which is another thing we haven't even brought up that, we get no Loki in this film at all, um, which felt very strange um, mm. on, on my part. Um, but yeah, 
I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna be quite as harsh. I'm gonna go with a 71. Um I still think it's watchable. Um oh. I will be honest and say I've not rewatched any of the films in this phase so far. Um well, I've not seen Spider Man. And Spider and yep. Spider Man And and, it, yep. I, and I kind of as you know, I mean I got all the Infinity Saga on Blu-ray, I collect them all, but I felt no inclination to buy any of this phase. No. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've not watched any of them in this phase um, since they've been available to watch at home. Um, it's strange because normally my little one would be clamouring to to rewatch things, but he hasn't asked to rewatch Doctor Strange either. Um, well, yeah, I'd, I'd be more inclined to. Well, I mean, I rewatched One Division before the the film. I'd be more inclined to rewatch the shows in this phase. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm re-watching. I'm re-watching Daredevil ah, in preparation boy, for him to be back. Um, so, excuse? yeah, I'm on the finale of season one at the moment, so I'll be moving on to, to Jessica Jones. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> wank, so, wank, you mean? Yeah, well, <laughs> we won't go there. Um <laughs> So yeah, I, I, I it, it was just an average film for me. Mm. Um, not overly excited to see any of the characters again. Um, if it, Although, if they do do another one, quite partial to Valkyrie. I do. Yeah, accent in this film. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I think that could end up being what the the TV series is is Valkyrie and Sif. Mm. Um, in a <laughs> yeah, a sitcom. Oh. <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, um, we will leave you. Uh, <laughs> thank you again, boys, <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> um, as always, go and check us out on social media um, across all of them, BPB Podcast Productions. Uh, any likes or shares or follows, always gives us a hand and any reviews on Apple or any of the other um, podcasting platforms that you might listen to the show on um, reviews on there are always helpful. So thank you very much listeners. Um, we've got one more episode of Miss Marvel to go the finale, um, which will be with you um, in the next few days. So thank you very much and see you on the next one. <laughs>